Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always great to hear from our Blues insider from The Athletic, the one and only Jeremy Rutherford, who joins us on 101 ESPN. JR, we're kind of the breakfast club this morning. <laughs> First of all, how you doing? Doing really well. Been listening to the show uh, since uh, 7, since you went on, and so I'm familiar with what you're getting ready to ask me. All right. Well, JR, for the listeners who haven't heard it, common thread today, power rankings, French toast, pancakes, waffles. What order are you putting those three delicious, delicious breakfast options in? Oh, man. I've been trying to uh, pick this order since 7 o'clock, since I heard the debate. And it's like you guys are making me choose between my kids here. <laughs> <laughs> Which kids? It's tough. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, waffles, then pancakes, then French toast. I like French toast, but it's probably third. And the reason I go waffles over pancakes, you guys know I'm a big guy. I like to eat. But I feel like when I eat pancakes, you need to put me in a wheelbarrow to carry me away from the table. So waffles, a little bit lighter, just as tasty. I'll go with the waffles. One of the one of the things we do in life that is the most meaningless things is go to an all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast because nobody exactly. can eat a lot of pancakes. That's a great call. Nobody. Man. Nobody. And uh, and speaking of kids, if I could chime in on one of your other debates, too, you were talking about going to Disneyland and whether adults should go. And, and you know, Michelle, Randy, you guys said you should uh, go only if you take your kids. Mm-hmm. I'm going to debate that because uh, I've had my kids – say, hey, can we go? And I say, no, it's, there's not a chance. We're not going. So even if the kids want to go, uh, that place is out. <laughs> so you're, you're anti-adults and kids going. Yeah, I'm just anti-going. <laughs> I like that. I respect that call, JR. JR, <laughs> we would assume that when hockey returns, and we do have a training camp, that the Blues will play their first games in Vegas. Is that the way you're seeing it? That sure does uh, seem to be the way this is uh, headed. You know, they did narrow the list of pod cities down to 10. St. Louis, of course, not included. Uh, Vegas uh, seems to be number one. And and I understand why, because of the hotels and just the the space. They can accommodate all the the teams. There's there's stuff uh, for everyone to do. Uh, So I would think... Uh, if the Blues are going to go to a, a pod in the West. And granted, the breakdown was seven in the West and, and three in the East, so they're kind of West-heavy there. Uh, but I would think that the Blues would be in Vegas, Randy. And along those lines then, somebody asks when the Blues would play. I would think that they would probably do games for St. Louis time at three, six, and nine. There will probably be three games a day, right? Yeah, but based on uh, NHL history, they'd probably play Central Division teams about midnight. I think is when they start those games. (laughs) No doubt. Jerry, if you've been listening to the show, you heard our conversation at 7.15 when we talked about Alex Petrangelo and how what's been going on with sports and what's been going on with the NHL might affect his future here in St. Louis with the Blues. Do you think that it does affect the way that the Blues and Petro would approach these upcoming negotiations? 
Yeah, I think the salary cap is going to play a big role here. You guys talked about uh, what cap space the Blues have available. Don't forget they they still need to sign uh, Vince Dunn. The one thing you know that's come out of all this talking about the debate: should they play? Should they not play? If you're a Blues fan, you want them to play. You want the league to come back because they're going to be able to recoup some of that one point two billion dollars. Maybe it's only. 500 million, only 500 million. But if they can uh, project a larger cap for next season, when Alex Petrangelo and the Blues start to uh, get those negotiations going again, there's going to be a little more wiggle room for Doug Armstrong. So I think uh, if you're a Blues fan and you're saying cancel the season, diminishing somewhat the chances of bringing Alex Petrangelo back. We all talk about the fact that Doug Armstrong is the only general manager and the Blues are the only franchise to never use the buyout provision in the CBA. Could you envision that case changing this year? Could this be the year that the, especially with Petro being a free agent, could this be the year that the Blues exercise their right to buy a player out? Well, it could be, and uh, I just did some homework on that uh, not too long ago, Randy. You, you know, the guy that comes to mind when you talk uh, potential buyout, uh, Alex Steen, uh, you know, I think he's played pretty well. You know, is it $5.75 million? Well, the past couple of years, probably not. Uh, but if you look at his potential buyout and, and what it would save, it's only around $2.4 million for next season. It's not the $5.75 million uh, salary, and that's all according to uh, Cap Friendly. So if you're going to need a 7 or $8 million freed up to re-sign Alex Petrangelo, you're going to have to do a lot more than just buy out uh, Alex Steen because that's going to be $2.5 million-ish. Uh, so you're talking about whether it's moving to Bozak, whether it's moving to Jake Allen, you're going to need a lot more to get up to that uh, cost for Alex Petrangelo. Jar, now that we know that rinks are getting open and players are going to be allowed in limited numbers to get back to work, get back to the ice, have you talked to a lot of players? Are they, or Have there been a lot that have been stationed in St. Louis, or is everyone kind of making the migration back? What's the deal there? I think the majority of the Blues, uh, the ones that I spoke to you know, the last month or so, they were uh, in St. Louis. A couple of them went back home. I'm actually going to talk with uh, one of them, Robert Thomas, here in a little bit. Bear Jackman and myself are going to interview uh, Robert Thomas uh, here at 930. The podcast will be up later today at The Athletic. But that's what I plan to uh, talk to Robert Thomas about is how many guys are here. You know, you guys are obviously excited about getting the, uh, the small groups going in, in early June, the league announced. And, uh, and in terms of the other guys that aren't in town, when are they going to make it back? I think uh, you look at the language that the NHL used, they are not going to make it mandatory uh, to get back right away. We're talking training camp is probably when they're going to need these guys to come back uh, in, in terms of being a mandatory situation, and that's not going to be for a while, so they've still got some time. Jer, we're hearing obviously very publicly about the issues that Major League Baseball players are having with proposals that the owners are having. The NBA has come out and said, hey, players want their families involved in this bubble scenario. Based on conversations that you've had with NHL players, what's their biggest hesitation about coming back, and is there any at all? I think it's the quarantine that's been in the bubble for a couple months. We all know how long the uh, NHL playoffs are, and, and all that has been discussed and talked about, and there's been some pushback from the players. So you have uh, players who maybe the wives are expecting, and are they going to be able to uh, return home and be there for the, the delivery? And if they come back, will they be for, forced to sit out, you know, quarantine for a couple weeks? Like, how do you do that in the middle of a playoff series? And so when you talk about 12 teams going to each city, that's the situation is, you know, 12 teams uh, in the West would go to one pod and 12 teams in the East would go uh, to another pod. 
uh, you're asking these guys, uh, the teams that uh, make it far in the playoffs, to be gone for a long time. So that's the biggest thing I've seen. You know, hockey's different in that they have the financials all set. It's a 50-50 split. It's just a matter of how much money is going to be there to split. Uh, baseball's in a much more difficult situation uh, with them trying to determine who gets what. So uh, to me, the players that I've talked to, it's that quarantine and, and being in the pod and what the bubble's going to look like. JR, we know you have to get to that podcast. We appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Have a great day, and uh, I appreciate your power ranking, too. Yep, yep. You guys, too. Always agree with Randy. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you later.